Thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about food shortages and famine. Now, we've talked about some of this before, not too long ago. And it's difficult to see how some of this could be happening, even with inflation, ports being backed up, we've got problems with the truckers. However, now with this new Russia-Ukraine war, some of this stuff is starting to come into light. So, in today's episode, we're going to hear three individual people tell their dreams of a food shortage and famine that are coming to not only the U.S., but for the world. Now, in the second part of our broadcast, we're going to hear a new report from Full Spectrum Survival. And they talk about the latest news on the war, how the war is affecting prices, shortages, and what's going to happen as a result. So now we're going to start off our podcast with Sandy Steinbrook, who had two dreams of food shortages. Hey guys, it's Sandy. I just wanted to get on here today. Um, A few days ago, I shared a video about our food shortages coming and just things that have been urging on my heart to share. Well, I mentioned in there that I had had two dreams about food shortage, and I just wanted to share them with you. Um, The first one was actually back in October. I keep a journal, a gratitude journal, and I'll just write things in my journal along with gratitude, Um, but I'll write different dreams maybe I have. Well, I shouldn't even say that because I don't dream. Um, I'm just, or if I do dream, I might wake up and remember maybe just a little smidgen of it, but then I forget it. But not these two dreams. For whatever reason, these two dreams, I can vividly see them still, but I did write them in my journal also. And I look back just to see when I had had those dreams. So the first one was in October. Um, so in October, I, I, what I saw in my dream really is what kind of urged me to make a few videos last year about getting prepared and getting some food. Because what I saw was a, a gray room and the lighting was really dark in the room it was hard to see but what I saw were shelves of food so I saw a gray room there were two shelves long shelves like two by fours that would go all the way across the expanse of the small room but it went all the way from one side to the other and there were two rows of it and they had canned um, canned food on there and I don't mean like cans you buy in the store but cans where people grow a garden and then they can you know the the food from it that's what it was but it was all these jars uh canned jars of soup and i woke up from that dream and it was very vivid like i said and i thought um i feel like i need to prepare like i need to be stocking up on food so 
I didn't know if that had anything to do with the election because, you know, it was a very volatile year in 2020 as far as elections in November and um, maybe a lot of instability in America. And I thought maybe that was it. Well, I heeded that warning and I did um, get food. I made a few videos because I just felt it was such a vivid dream for some reason. But then nothing happened. <laughs> you know, everything went just fine. There was no shortages. There was nothing that happened. So I thought, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's always st well, it's still good to be prepared, you know, for anything. And then um, it wasn't again until January. So January of 2021, I had another dream and it was very, very vivid and it had to do with food again. And I was walking into Walmart and into the grocery section of Walmart. And I know it was Walmart. I don't even actually shop for my groceries at Walmart. Um, I'm, I'm an Aldi and Kroger kind of girl, Aldi first. Um, but I know what our local Walmart looks like as far as the grocery section. So we have like six uh, grocery stores in our town, I think six. But anyway, we have like six and none of them look like what I was walking into. So I know I was walking into the Walmart and I walked in and all the grocery shelves were bare. There was no food. There was no food at all. Um, there wasn't even anything in that section until I walked back like where the cleaning supplies all are and I saw mops, some mops um, hanging up. But there was no food. Um, and I don't know, in our Walmart, there's a grocery section on this side and then everything else on the other side. It's a super Walmart. Well, I don't know what the rest of that looked like. In my dream, I didn't see any of that. So I have no idea if it was fully stocked or not. But what I did see was all the food section. The grocery section was gone. And what I remember, what, what I felt anyway, um, from that dream though, was when I got in there and I was looking, I was in unbelief because I couldn't believe it was all gone that fast. And that's what I kept feeling is, I can't believe it went that fast. It just was gone so fast and there was nothing else left. Um, so why I'm sharing this, um, I haven't shared with hardly anybody because, you know, back in October, nothing happened. And then in January, nothing's really happened. But the thing is, I, they're so vivid still. They're so vivid in my mind. And I just believe that God gives us warning through dreams. And the reason I'm sharing it is because um, what if this is what is to come and I kept it all to myself and I didn't share any of that. Um, I have to answer to God one day for for what he has given me to share. So I just have felt an urging to get prepared, get food in your house, get supplies in your house. I've said it before, if you're prepared, there is nothing to be scared of. Um, and it's food, you're going to eat food. I felt this urging, I'm only sharing because I felt the urging to share it with you. You have to do with it what you want, but I believe God gives dreams, not to give fear, but to warn the people. Okay, I just wanted to share that, so I hope it maybe helps somebody to think about going and, you know, stocking up on some food or supplies for your house. Um, okay, well, until next time, I'm out. Now our second individual is a lady named Natasha. So here she is with her dream. 
Welcome back new. My name is Natasha and on here I share prophetic dreams. Um, whatever that God puts on my heart to share with you guys. So this morning I am here behind this camera because I have a word of warning for God's people or whoever wants to hear the word of God who wants to be obedient. Before I woke up this morning, I heard the voice of the Lord spoke to me and he said, save like Joseph save when there was a famine in Egypt. For those of you who are children of God and you read the Bible and you know what happened uh, with, with Joseph in Egypt. Personally, I am not a hothead um, who's going to, you know, run to the store and try to like grab a bunch of stuff and store in my house. I'm not like that at all. And God knows it. Everything that happened recently where people were going crazy over toilet papers, over food, I, I was not one of the people who were doing that. And my family, we weren't, we weren't doing those type of things because God did not give me the warning to go do that. And you have to know, um, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. But this morning, I heard in my spirit, I heard the voice of the Lord says, save like Joseph saved during the time of famine. So I'm gonna quickly read the Bible verse for you guys. For those of you who may not know the story of Joseph, um, let me quickly read that for you guys so you can understand what God is saying in this season because something is about to happen that the people of God needs to use their wisdom. You guys need to use your understanding to know how to save in this season. We are moved by the Holy Spirit. You know what? Um, we're not following. We're not following people. We're not following um, uh, the media. But we're following God's voice. So when this famine is going to hit the world, I don't know when this famine is going to hit America. But God is telling His people to save like Joseph saved. All right. So this is what the Bible says here. This is how Joseph saved. Okay. I'm gonna quickly read it for you. It's in Genesis chapter 41. So Pharaoh had a dream that troubled his spirit. Joseph, who had the gift of interpreting the dream of Pharaoh in chapter 41. So let's quickly see what Joseph did according to the Spirit of God, according to the interpretation that he had for the dream. So in verse 28, it says, this is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do indeed. Seven years of great plenty will come throughout the land of Egypt. But after them, seven years of famine will arise and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following for it will be severe. I heard in my spirit again, God's people save like Joseph saved during the time of famine. Let's quickly see what did Joseph do? Uh, that's Genesis 41 verse 33. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven years and the seven plentiful years. This is how Joseph said, he said to collect one fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. He said, under the authority of Pharaoh, you have to gather all the grains, one fifth of the produce for seven years. Then the food shall be as reserved for the land for the seven years of famine, 
which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. You know, in the body of Christ, we cannot be selfish. When God speaks to us, we cannot just hold it for ourselves. What good would it be for me to know there's such a warning like this for me to just keep it for myself? So this is why I'm putting this out there. If you want to listen up, go ahead and listen up. If you want to ignore, go ahead and ignore. This season, God is calling you to save like Joseph saved. Because there's going to be a famine. There's going to be a famine in the land. So save wisely. So our last individual is a guy named Tarichar. So here he is with his dream. Good morning. Um, I just woke up, but um, I have a prophetic dream. But it's really the same dream that many other people have had. So I was wondering why God even gave it to me. But um, but it's basically about what I think is we're running out of we're going to be running out of um, electricity and food. So I was in a supermarket and I was picking up eggs, cheese, maybe sausage. I forget exactly what it, everything was, but it was basics. And there were a lot of other people there too. And everyone had gone to the supermarket to pick out stuff. So I don't know if we thought something was coming. I don't, I don't know. But got to the supermarket, went to get my stuff. And when I went to go check out, the line was all the way outside, basically outside it's like the back wall of the supermarket had disappeared and we were in grass. So it was all the way out trying to trying to check out. And I was waiting and waiting to check out and it stopped. There was nobody there to check us out. Uh, there were no bags to put your stuff in. So for some reason I was under the impression without a bag we couldn't um, couldn't get our food. We weren't allowed to get our food. So I waited and everyone else, we just waited. And finally, um, I realized later that there was no power either. <laughs> and, and so I woke up and I said, you know, Lord, do I really need to share this? This is, everyone has had this dream. Okay. But I felt under obligation to share it, and um, and I think it's because it's about to happen. So uh, I know the shortages are getting worse. Uh, certain things you can't get, and especially in some of the northern states, they're they're running short on a lot of things. Uh, but starvation is coming. The seven years of plenty are behind us. And the tribulation of seven years, is, that's the seven years of, uh, of famine, very similar to what Joseph experienced uh, in Genesis. We'll be right back with part two of our podcast right after this message. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week 
for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's the Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. Now in part two of our podcast today, we're going to hear a reporter from Full Spectrum Survival speaking on the Russia-Ukraine war and how that's affecting the global economy and how we can protect ourselves from price hikes and shortages. For the first time since World War II, road signs are being removed around Ukrainian cities and the capital in an attempt to stop invading soldiers from being able to navigate the city as easily or without GPS. There's been a consensus, according to initial reports, that Russia is going to be cut out of the swift banking system in a matter of days. This is from a Eurozone central banker. A decision to cut Russia off from the global swift payment system will be taken in the next few days. That's the governor of a central bank within the Eurozone telling Reuters on Saturday. Swift is just a matter of time, very short time, days, he says. That's the central bank governor who asked not to be named. Is it sufficient, they're they're questioning? No, but it is absolutely necessary. This will cause Russia to give an immediate physical, possibly a kinetic backlash or a reaction to the United States of America and the Western world. We're seeing reports now that American and European food prices are going to see another 10 to 12 percent increase due solely to the Ukrainian crisis. This is going to take years before a return to normalcy is ever achieved, according to an economic powerhouse. Ukraine is the fourth largest exporter of both corn and wheat. It is also the world's largest exporter of sunflower seed oil, which is a key component of vegetable oil and vegetable oil supply. Together, Russia and Ukraine make up almost 30%. That's an enormous figure. 30% of the world's wheat, corn, and vegetable oil exportation. This warning is coming from Kelly Gargory, the senior research analyst at Grow Intelligence, an agricultural data platform. Black Sea uh, sunflower oil futures are up 11%. Uh, Worldwide shortage is being seen in the next couple of weeks. Gargory said a loss of Ukrainian and Russian sunflower oil will drive up the prices of soybean oil drive up the prices of palm oil, drive up the price of vegetable and peanut and all other kinds of oil at a time when the U.S. is pushing to use vegetable oil as a cleaner burning fuel. There will be a disruption. There is already a blockade on Black Sea ports, she says. In the near term, this should have an impact on European Union wheat shipments, and then it will have an impact on the United States of America. So if you thought that the crisis, the supply crisis we experienced over the last two years was something, wait until war makes it so that things aren't just scattered in their availability, but not available at all. Now with military action, planting schedules have not just been disrupted, they are being completely missed. 
an entire season uh, season of missed planting from countries that provide 30% of the world's wheat, corn, and vegetable oil, at least sunflower oil, is going to shock the entire planet. We fully expect this military conflict to drive U.S. prices even higher, warns economists that are pouring over the data from what we're seeing right now. They're warning that the disruptions could drag on for months, could drag on for years, as crop production in the area is halted and will take years to restart. Imagine we live in a just-in-time delivery system. We live in a time where nobody holds on to food for the next season. Nobody puts hay away for, the, uh, for a wet winter. Nobody puts food away for times of hardship. The entire world has been waiting for a crisis for decades. And now knowing that the world does not have enough food to last a season without. They're saying just that is going to happen. 30% of wheat and corn. That means that your prices, let's just break it down. And economics don't exactly happen like this. But let's just say that 30% less meant that you paid 30% more for what you buy at the store. Imagine your $5 loaf of bread costing now $8. Imagine your corn oil going through the roof and everything. You know, if you buy something in a package, it is just chocked full of vegetable oils. It's chocked full of other additive ingredients. They're putting wheat in. They've got some corn flour, corn starch, corn oil. You take away 30% of the supply around the world and we have a disaster that's staring us right in front of our eyes. We're already seeing energy prices rise and commodity futures for wheat and corn spike today. That's going to prompt concern that uh, costs are going to drive us even higher past the March 2020 crisis. There is no slack in the system, making weathering disruptions significantly more difficult. You see, they're saying it right there in other terms. There's no slack in the system. That is to say that there's no availability. We can't have this type of crisis without a massive conflict in the supply chain. So when I've been telling you for the last couple of months to go buy food and stock up your pantry, I mean it. I want you to go get everything that you can. If people come over to your house and they're like, hey, didn't you used to have a, uh, you know, a nice little cabinet here that you had little decorations and things like a, what do they call them? Curio cabinets, I think. Didn't you have a nice little thing here where you had decorative spoons? What's up with all these cans here? I want you to tell them that those cans are there because you're not an idiot. You're buying things that make sense and getting rid of the things that do not make sense. That's the new way that we survive the future. The American Bakers Association president, Rob Mackey, said that consumers will start seeing rising prices in everything that has grain in it. This isn't some far off European country. This isn't some place that around the world. This is the American Bakers Association president. This guy's got his thumb on exactly what it takes to drive food in the United States of America. You're going to start seeing rising prices in everything that has grain in it. Wheat, corn, oats, barley, rye, and because of the grain markets, they are all tied together, he says. That could mean higher prices on beer. Now, you want to talk about something that'll drive Americans to war? 
take away their beer, screw up their football. They're ready to riot in the street. We already saw it in 2020. They live in such a cush world that you disrupt their entertainment because they have to wake up and realize that they are servants of the tax. They are servants of the government. Kelly was just saying, what, who gets the money when you, when you buy lottery? The state does. And so what you're basically doing is volunteering to give them your tax at the hopes that one joker gets a payback. So basically, you're all paying. We are all paying somebody else. And people will say, oh, but they do a lot of great good for schools. No, it's a corrupt system, and they drive that money into the pocketbooks of the corruption that runs it. The only way we get through this is with intelligence, with wisdom, and with being ahead of the curve. Right now, I'm telling you that that curve is coming. You have to think ahead. You have to slow down. You have to put the brakes on a little bit. You know, if they didn't have signs for people who don't know how to drive telling them that you need to slow down to 35 miles an hour around this curve or else your little, uh, you know, your little Miata is going to go way over the edge. People would just drive over the edge and then the guy behind them would drive over the edge and then six cars back, maybe 12 cars back, someone would finally go, hold on, those cars are going over the edge. I, I want to pump the brakes. People need signs. Your signs are here right now. The largest conflict on European soil since World War II. Putin threaten, threatening the nuclear option against the world. Them removing Russia from the swift banking system. And the people in Ukraine standing up against a larger, more militarily projectable, more militarily sound nation. And they're doing it today. You and your family need to get ready. Key food commodity prices hit their highest point in nearly a decade on Friday. The signs are here. Slow down. The curve is right around the corner. It's blind. You can't see it. The Chicago Board of Trade uh, March wheat contract, the global benchmark, rose to its highest point since 2012. Soybean and corn, or the new GMO corn bean, they are all rising extensively. Michael Swanson, Wells Fargo's chief agricultural economist, is warning the world that what is happening in Ukraine today, what will happen in Russia over the next couple of days, from sanctions to NATO to SWIFT to military action, what is happening in Ukraine right now is, quote, proof that this will be a multi-year issue. He continues with another quote. It is my assumption, remember this isn't some joker, and yes, bankers have their corrupt, dirty, greasy little knuckles and everything, but they know how to make money and they know what's coming because it helps them make money. So listen to his quote. It is my assumption that Ukrainian crops won't get planted or not anywhere near what they typically plant and the Russian crops will be planted but embargoed in many markets. This is not something that will re be resolved in weeks. He continues, it's not something that will be resolved in months. Not to mention that uh, fact that Russia is one of the world's largest, most pivotal exporters of natural gas and fertilizer production. Higher prices are not going to stay in the grocery store. The conflict in prices that we saw in 2020, it is going to be nothing like what you're going to see 
in 2022. Everywhere, the signs are up. World war, famine, plague, pestilence. The signs are everywhere. You just have to get ready right now. You and your family need to think about, you know, this doesn't mean don't take this message as an end of the world. No one's going to survive 2028 message. No, this is a, the S is hitting the fan. You can either pop your umbrella and continue to work, continue to live, continue to find entertainment and enjoyment with your family, or you can sit there, make your choice, pop your umbrella or don't. That's what this message is about. Get ready. A time of hardship is not coming. A time of hardship is here right now. If you don't start acting, you'll be like that Miata and the other five cars behind them, just blindly going off the cliff. It's time to get ready today. We're going to get through this, but it's going to take intelligence, wisdom, strength, fortitude, and it's going to take us seeing what is coming and getting ready for it. For my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us on our new video channel called Encounters from Beyond the Veil. It's the same exciting content as our audio podcast, but in a shorter, but yet a video format. Also, please subscribe so you won't miss any of our episodes. That's Encounters from Beyond the Veil, exclusively found on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Any comments or suggestions you may have, you can send to the Watchman on the Wall 2020 at gmail.com. We encourage you to subscribe so you'll always be notified of our future episodes. Well, thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast.